0: Well, I hope all of you are happy about this weekend. Four out of four points. Penguins are 7-1-1 their last nine. Things are looking up. They do have some problems, but they got something cooking here to start today's episode. and am to get into everything that went on in the Rangers game and how the Penguins were able to um, make the Rangers look like a peewee team for the first two periods where the Rangers really pushed back. That's coming up to start this episode right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodies. going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, follow the show's Twitter, at Ellison Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. For those that are watching on YouTube, please let me know now in the comments, give me a thumbs up, you can send me a DM. This is the first episode with a brand new webcam. I spent a decent amount of money on it. Um, let me know, does it look clear? Is, it look, is the quality a lot better? Let me know. I, I mean, i noticing a difference right away. Me personally, let me know how it looks like for you down in the comments or you can send me a dm on any of my social medias just want to put that out there now let's get into it penguins four out of four points this weekend i am fired up you all should be fired up too great weekend for the local hockey team and we'll get to the flyers game a little later on in the show but we have to start with the rangers game a 3-2 overtime win for the penguins over the rangers and a game that was basically a carbon copy of the playoff series except this one with the Penguins' way. They're controlling the play. They're dominating possession, scoring chances, high-danger chances. But, as always, the Rangers are getting, even with Igor Shosturkin, not in net, they're getting good goaltending from Halak. You never know what's going to happen with Jari. They're keeping it close. They can strike at any point. That happens in the third period. But Penguins were able to win the game in overtime thanks to Artemi Panera and beginning Bikini Malkin, and Crystal Tang had the last laugh um in overtime but had a lot of the same things that we saw where the penguins were just skating circles around them rangers were really atrocious in their um defensive zone and penguins were able to score a couple of goals that again you know were pretty reminiscent of what happened in the playoff series you know, they got a little bit of lucky with the jason zucker one that they got the five on three one really nice setup with ricard raquel but even at 5v5 i thought the penguins you know really delivered um a, a decent beatdown When it comes to they were better in scoring chances, better in high-danger chances, better in expected goals, um, lost a little bit of the battle, um, and shot attempts. Honestly, shot attempts are about 50-50. But they were better in all the other areas, Against scoring chances, high-danger chances, and expected goals. It got a little closer um, in the third period because that's when the Penguins really played like crap. And, you know, a lot of times... I don't want to say this. You know, it's hard to consistently play for 60 minutes every game in this league. You're going to have lapses, but... The Penguins have been having problems for a while now in terms of third periods. That I still want to see that cleaned up, but they're able to, you know, withstand that. Tristan Jardy came up with some big saves. He let in one goal, but that really wasn't his fault. I'll get to that in just a second. But you know, um, they're able to get the win, get six points, uh, two points closer, well, one point closer. I should say to the Rangers. And you know, they're now seven and one and one. In their last, you know, so this game, playoff feel to it, very nasty. You know, it's. I have come to hate, honestly, when these two teams play. And it's just because, you know, the rivalries go in circles. Penguins Flyers in 2012 was a war zone. Late 2010s with Penguins Capitals was a war zone. Now you're seeing it play out with the Penguins and Rangers on social media and Reddit and stuff like that. It is exhausting. Just people from both sides. You got all the the smooth brains up in New York. These two zero IQ people just spewing off nonsense. Then you have even people in this city that are doing the same stuff, zero IQ nonsense. It's just like, please like, can we just focus on hockey and stop taking personal shots and just that old fan base? It's like, let's just focus on this, the game. Like it is so frustrating when these two teams play because of that. And it started in the playoff series. It's not going to get any better this week when world war three comes around uh, when these two teams play on the mat- at the garden on Thursday and Saturday. But you know, I've just I've just come to loathe these games. They're just super frustrating. Um, you know, I loved how the Penguins came out though in this one. They were firing on awesome. all That's the best I've seen them come out in the second half of a back to back all year. You knew that this meant a lot to them. You know, they definitely have this one circled on the calendar. I know they played them once before a couple months ago, right? But you know, this one they're playing well. You're getting cl- a little bit closer to them in the standings. So you knew they were going to get up for this one. And, you know, they, they sure did. Again, they skated circles around the Rangers. Um, they got that power play goal to open the game. I knew something was going to come back to bite them after Raquel scored because the Penguins had 3 shape power plays. Sure enough, it did when Chris Kreider even the game in the third period um, with that whole Vince Trocheck, Evgeny Malkin crap. Um, that is textbook NHL officiating. If you are surprised by this, you have not been paying attention to the NHL. That is how this works. Team gets three straight power plays, but because they don't want to get any more than the, the refs don't want to give any more of an advantage to that team, they're not going to call an obvious penalty when one happens. They also let a lot of stuff go from both teams. That's the standard they set. It's, gar- I know, it's garbage. I get it, but that is the standard that this has set, really, honestly. Um, you know, Jason Zucker was able to stay hot, he has been phenomenal. As of late, I mean that's nine goals in eight games now. Continues to, you know, <laughs> basically continues to say to everyone here, yeah, I-, I need to be re-signed. At this point, yeah, I mean I would love to give him a three or four year term, AAV. I, I would probably not give him five million. I would maybe give him a little lower. I don't think he's worth five point five at this point in his career, even though he's having a good season. It's just a very tough contract to navigate, I think. Um, and then. Obviously, the OT winner. Beautiful four-on-three setup. Nice that the Penguins called that timeout. Um, Sid won the faceoff back a little too deep. Uh, they had to carry it into the zone. Father have a little bit of trouble with the zone entry, but no. Nope. Crosby and Malkin, Latang play some catch. Latang buries it, um, and you know he, I believe, is now the league leader this year in terms of overtime goals. He has been electric for this team. Had another really strong game. Hope everyone chronicled that one. And that was two more massive points for this team. The better team won in this one. They outskated them for the first 40 minutes. Did not like how they play in the third period, but sometimes that happens. Their team is going to go on a little bit of a run when they have momentum. That's hockey. In the end, the Penguins were able to get the win and they will at least get a season split with the Rangers. The Penguins have been playing um, a little bit, but well, I shouldn't say that. You know, they have won three of their last four against the Metro after a, what, eight, nine game losing streak that they had against Metro teams. That's the worst um, in quite a long time, so they're playing against the division a little bit better as of late. But really nice to see them get this win. Um, I thought just overall great team effort. Alex neander what more can you say about him? You know, he is he definitely deserves a shot at, with what I am seeing. And we're gonna we're gonna have to go on into that um, a lot later in today's episode. But wow, has he been! awesome this season Tristan Jari thought he had a solid start I'm not really gonna pin those two goals on him first one I think Jeff Petrie kind of just went for a hit along the boards when he didn't mean to and then the, the, the um, net front coverage really bad and then really nice pass to get it to Kreider I forget if that was along the boards um but nice pass to Spring Kreider there who was not gonna he's he will bury that 10 out of 10 times crappy play that, that penalty didn't get called on Trocheck, but that's NHL officiating for you but Penguins was able to get the win and they look damn good in the process. That's a very strong win. And they're now six points back at the Rangers heading into Tuesday's game against the Montreal Canadiens. And the best part is, we get to do all this again on Thursday and Saturday. My favorite type of games. A home and home against a team you just played us playoff series with. And oh yeah, the two fan bases absolutely can't stand each other with what I've seen on social media and stuff. There are some really bad things that people are saying. It is like people chill out it is a sports game it is not that deep but we'll get into that a lot of other things coming up in the second segment we're going to get into the jacob truba stuff and why i honestly don't think what he did is that big of a deal when i and we're actually getting into what i have more of a problem of with that kind of play coming up right after this commercial break plus thoughts on the flyers game as well but before we get into that um, later well, it's time to talk about the sponsor on the screen here, Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product. I use literally it every day. I start taking athletic greens because you know I want a better gut health for myself, want more energy where i would be waking up in the morning. A lot of times I wake up pretty groggy, just not really wanting to get up, but this helps a lot. So, what is this? With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, yours already said five high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source, superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. The special of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you be keto, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It also costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also cheaper than, you know, getting all the different supplements yourself. Athletic Games also has over 7,000 five-star reviews and it's recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. There's no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit network. Again, that is network to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we're back here in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LLSRPenguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let us get into the latest surrounding the Jacob Truba discourse, because everyone loves talking about that. I'm only going to spend a few minutes on it. I'll move on to other things. Um, second period, uh, Truba hits Alex Nylander. You know, basically, someone who's been a career at Yellow for his career. At, in the moment, it looks like one of your standard chicken wing hits. Go through the replay, though. No, shoulder clean. I don't have a problem with it. You know, fans of the arena—they're going to say Truba sucks and all that. You know, fans are gonna be, fans will be fans. You know, I'm not—I'm not a Jacob Truba fan. I have never been a fan of his. I think he's a dirty player. Um, what he did with Sidney Crosby was bush league. You know, that's last year though. No, <clears throat> passes in the past. This—I don't really have a problem with the hit because it was clean. What I do have a problem with, I understand that you want to stick up for your teammate in that situation, but if you're getting Malkin, you know, where you want to really get Truba back is on the scoreboard. And they did that at the end of the game. Who was on the ice, drawing the PK, trying to kill off that penalty when all the big guns were out there. Oh yeah, Jacob frickin' Truba. So in that situation, when you use Crystal Tank scores, you can literally just laugh at him going off the ice saying, yeah, nice job, Bozo, something like that. I don't know, just like, just laugh at him you know, you know, you lost, like whatever. Right. Um, I just don't have, I just don't like when um, someone like Evgeny Malkin has to be the kind of player that goes in there and delivers a cross check. And you know, he he did, he knew what he was doing. He was sticking up for his teammate. I, I know a lot of fans like that, but you know, I just, I don't like when it's after a clean hit. You want to do that after like a dirty hit or something like that be my guessing, I, And I've had this opinion for the last number of years. Now, if, if people are going to disagree, I totally get that. But in my opinion, I just don't feel the need. I just don't see the need to do it. It was a clean hit. You know, blind scroll finds a nut for this player, whatever. Um, you know, he was on the ice for the power play goal against. <laughs> cool. Truba should have been called for a cross check. I think it was to Zucker who was on the ice he wasn't. You're always the refs who always get the guy that retaliates first. They're not if they're not going to penalize Schubert for the hit, which you don't need to, it was clean. They're not going to, they're not probably not going to notice him deliver a, a cross check to Zucker after he was confronted about it. That is how NHL officiating works here, people. That's how it is. So, at the end of the day, I don't really have too much of a problem with it. If the refs let it get to that point, it was a total clown show by Dan O'Rourke and Chris Rooney. NHL officiating stinks, you know, there's no. Oh, the, the Rangers get all the calls or the Penguins get all the calls. I will say this until I am blue in the face. If anyone else out there believes in conspiracy theories like that, that another team in this league gets more calls of the other, I am sorry. You are wrong. You have no statistical or factual evidence to back that up. Initial officials are bad at their jobs. Point blank. Case closed. You saw it on display today for both teams. There is no favoritism. There never has been. I, it's such a stupid narrative. I hate talking about it. People that say this, they don't, especially from other teams, they do not know anything about the sport. That That is what I will say about that. You, you People that think like that, they, they don't argue with logic or reason. They're just spewing off takes into the void. It's garbage. It's whatever. That's all I'm going to say about this though. It was such a small moment in the game. Just wanted to spend a few minutes on it. But, you know, <clears throat> overall, again, I really like the effort from the Penguins in this game. Jason Zucker, as always, was awesome. I thought the core players were great. The bottom six stepped up. I'm really liking the new third line that the Penguins have out there right now with Drew O'Connor, Mikhail Granlin, and um Brian Rust. He's oh, almost screwed that up. And Brian Rust. Actually, no, Prime Russ, Jesus Christ. Ricard, Raquel, I apologize about that. Um, they moved Russ up to the top line. Um, it seems like any line Raquel touches just goes from crap to beautiful. I mean, that was on display like um, in the Flyers game and um, in tonight's game. You know, at 5v5, they were on the ice for 50% of the shot attempts, also on the ice for 57% of the scoring chances and 66% of the, of the uh, high danger chances. That line is playing very good. It's a small sample, but I like what Raquel is bringing to Greenland and O'Connor. You know, I was a bit skeptical at first because Raquel is not really, you know, I guess too much. I I don't want to say this. You know, you're just adding another playmaker to, you know, play with Greenland. You know, Greenland is a playmaker himself. You're not really adding like another true finisher, but so far, you know, I'm eating a little bit of crow with that. You know, I'm really liking what I'm seeing with it. And I, I, I really want to see that line stick. Um, that's for sure. Um, no, oh, I think the fourth line. Even with, I like that Mike Sullivan finally put Jeff Carter on the fourth line. That's pro- in my opinion. That's I think the last straw until he gets scratched. And and I'm not expecting him to get scratched. He they they love him for some reason. Um, but I think it's probably the last straw. You know, if he keeps playing, I don't want to like contradict myself. You know, if he has like some really 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 bad games in a row, I think they could send him down and like, hey. This was our lineup. This was our last straw. We're going to put you on the bench, you know, all that stuff. But no, I think they finally see that he's not driving play on the third line and he's better suited for a fourth line role at this right now. Mike Sullivan did it for Patrick Holenquist in 2017. He can do it now. And especially with Holenquist in 2017, he was much better of a player than Carter is at this point. If you can do it for him, I think you can do it for Carter. And I'm glad that they are, Um, at least for right now. So, um, I think that really wraps up my thoughts about the Ranger game. To be honest, there's really not much else to um, discuss. Again, I liked how Tristan Jari played. He doesn't look too comfortable sometimes in the net. Um, he got very lucky that Kreider didn't score um, on the power play. Um, I believe that was in the second period. Um, he had a wide open net, just shot right back into him. Jan Ruda made a couple of nice defensive plays there to keep the puck from going out of the net. But some, so something just doesn't seem right with his game. Marcus Pedersen, though, he's been playing the best hockey of his life. Uh, Chris Letang was awesome these last two games, especially against the Rangers, gets the OT winner. Jeff Petrie, not too big of a fan. He had his worst um, game score of the season um, in this one. Um, Brian Dumoulin, eh. But top six, they are driving the bus as usual. We all saw it. The depth has stepped up a little bit these last couple of games too, but they're winning games because the top six has been driving the play. and they will not go anywhere unless the top six plays well. Um, that wraps up my thoughts on the Ranger game. Overall, coming up to end the show, we're going to get into the Flyer game and why, yes, why Alex Nylander fully deserves a shot in the full-time lineup, even though Nick Benino and Ryan Peeling are hurt right now. But I'm going to tell you why he definitely deserves a full shot, um, even once the playoffs roll around, because I do think it's getting more likely that this team is going to get in. But before we get to that, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just thing for you. You got to try built with built healthy. is actually tasty. Seriously, they are very delicious. You won't think they're good for you. They're also perfect for your New Year's resolution. And they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter bounty, and coconut almond. And then you can go to your nearest Walmart today. You also go to your Sam's Club, get cookies and cream, a box of chocolate, coconut puffs, all that good stuff. If you're, you know, it's, trust me, it is all awesome. Any one of those flavors will do, and you can thank me later when it comes to that. All right, I'm back in this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter, at LOS Penguins. And, of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And yes, of course, there was another game this past weekend. The Penguins blitzed the Flyers 5-1 in a game that was, you know, a lot closer than the final score indicated. Penguins win 5-1. And, you know, the the Penguins, again, this was a very close game against the Flyers. So the Flyers, you know, they they should have been blowing this team out well before they got all their goals um, later in the third period. Um, they lost the battle at shot attempts, even strength. Heck, but they did win the battle in scoring chances and high-danger chances, and they had, they won the battle and expected goals. Um, I thought the Penguins kind of slept-walked a little bit in the first period, second period as well, even after they got that goal um, to make it 2-1. The third period, though, I think they really turned it up. That was probably some of the best hockey I've seen them play while defendingly. They were very active, very on their toes, not really turtling. It was kind of the opposite from what we saw against the Rangers on Sunday where the Rangers really turned it on the, on the third period and the Penguins were just flat-footed. You know, maybe it was partly due to them playing on Saturday, not having as much of their legs, but you know, the Rangers also played the night before and they had their legs for that period, so I'm not really going to buy into that too, too much. But they still defended that lead very well. were able to get the insurance goal, make a 3-1 and then got the empty netter and then Mikhail Gramblin scored. Uh, this is what you were supposed to do against the bad teams penguins they have an advantage with their schedule here down the stretch where they are going to play some teams that are currently out of the playoff positioning and it all starts on tuesday against the canadians they play them they play the senators who are also as of this recording right now if i can find the score they're down four to one the second intermission that's going to be other help to the penguins you play them who are out of the playoff race um they'll play washington detroit nashville Philadelphia again, Detroit, Chicago, and Columbus. So, in total, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Penguins have sixteen games left. Half of those games are against teams outside of the playoff positioning. You have to win those games. There's you have no you have no excuse. They're below you in the standings. You are fighting for something more than they are. And there, you, there are no excuses to not show up in those games. We saw that in this one. No excuses. They're able to get, they find their game in the third period. The Flyers are not a good offensive team. They didn't really get any offensive zone time in the third period like they did in the first. I mean, that was very weird to see. The Penguins were not playing well defensively at all um, in the first period. Casey Smith probably led him one of the worst goals I've ever seen him let in. He even said the same thing after the game. He said that's probably the worst goal I've ever let in his league. Credit to him, though. He bounced back, made some crucial, crucial saves for this team to stay, you know, at one-one. Even after um, the Penguins made it two-to-one going into the third period, Flyers had a couple power plays. This Smith made a couple of beautiful saves um, on those power plays. I think one of them was on Tippett when he lunged to stick out like that towards the right side of the net. Really nice save from the backup netminder. We were all we were all crucifying him on social media, rightfully so. It was very inconsistent. He's just been a very inconsistent goalie, excuse me, this season. But when needed to, you know, crawl back out of that hole that he went in after that allowing that goal, and he played some of the finest hockey that he's played all year. Shout out to him. Nice job. Um, but you know, just a really, just a solid third period. To beat a team that you are supposed to beat, Jason Zucker also scored in that game. Again, where would they be without him? Um, he has been electric this season. Twenty-three goals now on the season. Um, he's gonna—he might hit thirty by the by the end of the season, which will in fact be—I think one of my bold predictions will hit. I said he was gonna score twenty-five to thirty this season. I think we're gonna get that, so I'll, I'll take the W on that. Sidney Crosby, anytime goal against the Flyers—you all know how that works. Anytime they play the Flyers, you can just go onto your FanDuel account or whatever betting app you have. We obviously have FanDuel here for Locked On. Go on their place. Anytime goal scorer, you'll come away with at least a little bit of cash. Um, Mikhail Gramlin, nice to see him get on the score sheet. Really nice shot to make it five to one. If they can get more out of him like that down the stretch. That's going to ease you know, the concerns that I and a lot of other people had um, regarding the trade. You know, oh, again, Overall, really liked what I saw in those final 20 minutes. Honestly, the last 25 to 30 minutes, I thought the penguins were the much better team. The Flyers just sprang nothing offensively. Um, the only goal they scored was one that probably does not even go in an ECHL goalies. So um outside of that, they didn't really threaten offensively. Good to get that win and a really solid weekend for this team. Seven and one and one their last nine games. They are playing some very, very good hockey. But to end the show, Alex Nylander, Welcome to the big club. You should be staying here for the rest of the season. I am not some big, again, I said this last week. I'm not, you know, this big massive Alex Neil for anything like that. But you know, the more I watch him, the more I, I, I'm like, wow, he really couldn't be playing over Brock McGinn and Kasperi Kaplan based on, you know, what he's done so far. I mean, I know he hasn't scored, but you know, he looks like a natural next to Evgeny Malkin and Jason Zucker. This is the finest hockey. I think he's ever played in his career. And he's been in the minor leagues for most of his career. You know, when he was in the and NHL, excuse me, played for a couple really bad teams, especially Chicago, who were also really poorly coached. Now he's in a good system. He's finding his game, especially down in Wilkesbury with which Forrest Forest. Now he comes up to the big club, playing top six minutes, has gotten some really quality chances. He just hasn't put one in the back of the net yet. But even outside of that, he's, his passing has been beautiful. His defensive work has been really solid. I really like the way, He is playing right now, and he he deserves to get his shot for the rest of the regular season. You know, Nick Menino is week-to-week right now with a kidney laceration. You know, my thoughts go out to him. That is a very scary-sounding injury, Ryan Paling. We don't know when he's going to be back. He's on LTIR right now, but he continues to skate. Um, But I really like what I am seeing from this kid. His speed jumps out at you real quickly, goes to the net front areas. I thought he scored his first one today. Against the Rangers um, when Jason Zucker took the shot from the point, but it went off um, Mika Zibanejad. Um, but still, look what happens when you stand in front of the net and you screen the goalie. Good things happen because Yarsah Halak didn't even see the puck there. You yep. know, goes to front of the net, blazing speed. He had that two on one late in regulation against the Rangers today. Keandre Miller caught flat footed. Uh Nylander comes in, tries to go high glove on Halak. He makes a really nice save. You know, he scored, they scored that with what? 35, 40 seconds left. The thing was when that came in regulation, they're five points back from the Rangers right now. Almost, but he's getting his chances. I think he's going to get a goal very, very soon. I really like this kid and how he's playing right now. He deserves to get his shot for the rest of the regular season to see if he can maybe stick on a line heading into the playoffs. You know, if this team does get fully healthy, if Nick McNeil and Ryan Hilling do come back for the playoffs, will he play in a playoff game? Probably not. Knowing this coaching staff, knowing who the top 12 forwards, you know, were, you, you remember when he got sent down the first time, but give him a shot. He's earned that at least, right? And he's definitely taking it right now. You know, he's playing very, very strong hockey. But that would do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening to this one. I'll have another episode for you all on Tuesday. We'll be... um Previewing the game against the Montreal Canadiens, a big one for this team. Penguins will try to get to eight and one and one in the last ten games, and slowly but surely, this team has really found something. Ever since that gross loss to the Oilers, the fire Hextall chance. You know, I mean, I was one of the people that said, you know, I don't really know if they were going to make the playoffs because the math was not looking as good. They were out of the playoff picture at the time, but you know, this latest run has saved their season. I didn't think they had it in them. They were looking cooked, but, you know, 15 out of the possible 18 points in these last nine games puts them five points up on the last wild card spot right now. Two points up on the Islanders still with two games in hand. You win that game on Tuesday. The Rangers losing regulation to Washington. They're four points back. The Rangers going to the garden on Thursday, Saturday with a chance to tie them in the standings. If they get two regulation wins, maybe a little more wishful thinking, but, you know, never say never, Right. Very quietly, they're playing some of their finest hockey of the season, even when even when we're all complaining about them. Because, yeah, does this team have issues? Absolutely. Absolutely. But they're winning games. They're staying in the playoff race. They keep this up. They will be going back to the playoffs for another season. So that's how I win this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Really appreciate all of you listening and watching again, let me know if you're watching on YouTube, how does the new webcam look spent a good chunk of money on it. I think it looks really good. I think the setup for the room looks nice as well. Can add some stuff back here. Really excited about this. this was one of the last things I wanted to do invest in for the show to make it look like, you know, one of the best out there, which I think, you know, my show is, but I'm also a little bit biased, right? But yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I'll talk with you all on Tuesday and Uh, Based on right now, I think I will be there for that game. So again, talk to you all on Tuesday.